everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have a first-time guest. We are very excited to welcome her. Uh, First-time guest, tell our listeners who you are. I am Kirsten Thode, longtime listener, and so excited and waiting for this record for like over a year now. <laughs> yeah, you, well, because because we were we were Twitter buddies, and then I I abandoned Twitter uh, when the <laughs> pandemic hit. But then you you emailed us, and you were just like, "Well, it actually was very sweet because you like checked in on my on my mental health in the email, Aww. which I which I appreciate." <laughs> um, but asking if you could come on, and I'm so glad you did because it's so nice to catch up with you. It is so nice to finally see you guys and have a faces to the voices that I listen to like every week. Oh, yeah. Aww. I'm always curious uh, if we look like what people think we look like hearing us in audio form. Well, I knew I knew Anthony from his, you know, back in the day when he had Twitter. Right. So I, I knew what he looked like. But I, I you know, your icon is not uh, you. So I had no idea. I'm not right. an, I'm not disappointed. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I've probably said this before, but sometimes, like, you just never know. Like, I still can't believe that uh, Robert Krulwich, the former host of uh, Radiolab, does not have a beard. Like, listening to that show, I always pictured him with a beard. And when I saw a picture of him, it was like, wait, no, no, that can't be what he looks like. That's funny. Yeah. But anyways, Kirsten, we are thrilled to have you join us for minutes 89 and 90 of The Muppets Take Manhattan. We are getting very close to the end. And in these minutes, Kermit and Piggy say their vows and get married. That's that's pretty much it. That's, that's kind of all that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, we can nitpick it as usual, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 surprisingly straightforward uh, compared to the last few, which have were like <laughs> the last few episodes we've recorded have been like a million characters getting one line each. You know. That's true. Um, in Manhattan Melodies, but, and then the song leading up to this. In in the church, yeah. Um, so what we do start with, though, is a wide shot of everyone who's in attendance at the wedding, which we saw this briefly last week. But here we get a longer look at them. There's a seating chart on Muppet Wiki, which we will link to in the show notes. So uh, I don't think we want to go through everybody one by one and point out all of the Muppets. But um, I do just want to I want us to talk about, like, who our favorites are, who we're who we're happy to see. Um, and, and I want to start with Traveling Matt is there. Um, just I just think it's such a thrill that like they respect the sanctity of Fraggle Rock that much that like they don't have Gobo and Red and Moki, you know, there like who wouldn't right. be in outer space. Right. Because but, traveling Matt is the only one who ventures out into outer space and, and uh, interacts with people and silly creatures. It makes yeah. this movie really canon. Right. Yeah. It like, th- that's the thing. Like it feels like he probably wrote a postcard to Gobo about this, <laughs> Strange Broadway show he was in that turned into a real life wedding. <laughs> yeah. And sitting with bears, interestingly. Yeah, it's it's funny that they. Show, I guess they. Well, I had remembered that he was a little bit more prominently featured. Like he doesn't really get a close up, does he? He no. well, <laughs> technically, he does near the very end, and I don't know if we'll get to that. Oh, okay. I mean, we'll get but, to it. You know. Yeah, he is sitting in the front row, I guess. So maybe that's to make him a little bit more uh, prominent that way, just so. Anyone who was like, wait a minute, there's no fraggles here. Get the, the, wait, nope, there he is right in the front row. Yeah, at right. the, I will, so near the, well, I'll say it near the end, what I noticed about him at the very end of the the, the two minutes. Okay. I, I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, cool. I can't wait for you to send us a postcard about what you noticed about traveling men. Um, 
but who who else? Who who else are we happy to see here? Um, uh, for me, also the the Kuzbanians. For sure, oh, sure. yes, yeah. <laughs> they they came all the way from another planet to attend <laughs> right. to use one. Uh, I, I can see Lunch Encounter Monster. He's just one of those uh, monsters from The Muppet Show and various other things that I, I always, I've always liked his design. Um, fun to see him there. And then I don't know if we mentioned last week that uh, various members of the Jug Band from The Muppet Show are there. Um, so it's nice to see them. And the Snoths are sitting separately. I don't know what happened. Did we have a falling they're, out? Uh, before the, uh... they're, they're not sitting by one another? No, they're not. They're sitting separately. Oh wow! Um, and, I see and, one and, of them is, and, um, one of them is like uh, right behind the chickens. Where's the other one? One's closer to the um, to the aisle. Huh? Yeah, I'll have and, to go back and, and look again. I'm not seeing the other one. In one's the clip. The, yeah, and they're they're kind of like on opposite ends, and you know, I could pull it up myself. <laughs> all right. So I'm so I'm looking at it now. One of them is by Menomina, which <laughs> oh. makes it seem like one of them got Menomina in the divorce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them is near the aisle. It's like right in front of Bobby Benson's babies. That is a very interesting. I guess, I mean, somebody must've noticed a, 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 you know, the director, Frank Oz or a puppet captain or somebody and, and didn't make an effort to put them next to each other. So. <laughs> right. Frank Oz, who played them both, you know, in the, True, in the classic yes, set. Yes. So maybe he was just like, you, you know, you know, you hear the stories about how Frank is tired of pig puppet. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was really tired of snout puppet. And yeah, just he like, might have just thought it was them to funny. Be a duo. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. also, because the, the original snout puppet didn't have arms that you could move. So he was just, they were shaking right, out. So maybe, maybe they made it so that they could actually move better. So they needed to be separate so that somebody could operate the arms. I don't know. I, I yeah, I'll zoom in close enough to see if there's arm movement on them. Right. Right. They need to put this movie out on Blu-ray so we can yeah, Well, yeah, it is on we can, like, get a, Blu-ray. I oh, actually don't I don't own the Blu-ray and yeah, yeah I don't that's either. not I didn't, I didn't know what was out. <laughs> needless to say that's not the version we're watching, but uh yeah, we'll have right. to look at a higher resolution version. Yeah, we own yeah. it on Blu-ray. Um it came in a two-pack with uh, with Treasure Island. I don't know if they sell it separately. Huh. Oh no, that's oh, that's, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's Caper, that's Caper, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I was going to say if if it was a two pack it would be with Mubs from Space because those are the two Sony ones. It's true. You know. But I'm just yeah. very curious like, about the Sony deal if they're going to get them back. I sure hope so. It would be wouldn't it be nice to like go to Disney Plus, pull up the Muppets and get all eight movies? Yes, absolutely. Right, this is the like the deal that Disney made with Sony for the streaming rights to the Spider-Man Correct. movies and various mm-hmm. other things. So we're just hoping that maybe those Muppet right. movies will be included. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was the Spider-Mans and like like I'm sure they want like Jumanji, right? Like I sure, I feel cuz those movies are very successful. Like I yeah. feel like that that feels like prime Disney Plus material. It feels know. like yeah, it feels like something that Disney could have made themselves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But what else happens in this movie that Sony owns? Um <laughs> so we see well, are are there any other background characters here that we want to talk about? Well, we I just on? the only other note I wanted to mention about this shot is that they're doing a great job with so many puppets and so many puppeteers. They're doing a great job of everybody swaying left and right in the same <laughs> You know, generally uh, at the same time. Like, it's very synchronized. So good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the next thing that we do see is Kermit and Piggy 
up at the altar and it's this gorgeous shot of them shot from behind. Yeah. Like the front of the church is this like bright light, mm-hmm. just like, like the light of heaven shining. I don't know if almost. we've mentioned it, but I love the design of the church where just everything is white and the colorful Muppets just really kind of pop and stand out against this just, just beautiful white backdrop of everything. And then that train of hers. I mean, yeah, it goes on forever. So much. We don't even see it. <laughs> The continuity yeah. error, but uh, but it's gorgeous in this shot, and sets so uh, these these unrealistic expectations for marriage and weddings. <laughs> an early age for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you could get a super long train for your wedding dress. It just probably costs a, a lot. It'd be very expensive. Yeah. And with all those Muppets, yeah. pretty dirty, I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, the Piggy's wedding dress from this movie we should mention is on display at the Museum of the Moving Image in Queens, New York, in their Jim Henson exhibition. Uh, it is on a piggy puppet, but I don't think it's the same piggy puppet, but it's it, it's a real piggy puppet wearing this exact uh, wedding dress. So that's Aww. a cool thing to go look for here. Huh. Neat. Yes. Um, so then Piggy sings one line while, while they are up there. Piggy sings... I only know he'll make me happy. That's all I need to know. I can't sing, but that's what she says. And um, then Kermit and Piggy turn. And at this point, the minister walks in. And uh, as listeners might know, and as we have alluded to uh, previously on the show, this is Dr. Cyril Jenkins, who was actually the pastor at Rutgers Presbyterian Church in Manhattan at this time. Wow. And yeah. So what, what Muppet Wiki says is that Frank Oz noted at the time that he cast Dr. Jenkins for authenticity. Um, so, so, and as Ryan asked in an earlier episode, does this mean Jim Henson and Frank Oz are legally married? Right. Well, part <laughs> because- of this wedding was a big deal in this movie. And I have some, some other notes about that, that I found in my research, but yeah, I think part of the thinking behind casting a real minister was like, uh, yeah, so now it's it, it leaves it even that it, it just furthers the question of so are Piggy and Kermit really married now? And that you know the fans just ate that stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he also M- Muppet Wiki also notes that he usually preached his services in Welsh. <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that in, something? in the Welsh language. Yeah, which like first of all, I I'm very charmed by any like church service in a, another language in the United States. You know, yeah. Um, I like, I like, I like that we do that and continue to do that. Yeah, I wonder if this movie was uh, dubbed into Welsh. I don't think I was really aware that there was a Welsh language, to be honest. And did he do his own voice? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, you were not aware that there is a Welsh language, you said, Kirsten. That is, yeah, I did not know. Yeah, um, I've, I don't know it. I've never heard it spoken. I don't think, but apparently it exists. Yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones never spoke it, so you hmm. know. <laughs> Right there, you go. She's the most famous Welsh actress yeah. that I'm aware of these days. Right, right. Do you think that she knows? Yeah, I wonder if she knows it. Like, I wonder if she can sing uh, "I Can't Do It Alone" in Welsh. <laughs> Send in the clowns, perhaps. I hope somebody out there can. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, but, anyways, we do uh, before the pastor can say anything in in. English or Welsh or any other language, Kermit turns to Piggy and says, I thought Gonzo was going to play the minister. And Piggy does that <laughs> thing that she does. And that's enough right there for us to get it. They don't 
they don't insult our intelligence by having Piggy say, you know, like, oh, no, this is a real live minister. Like, we we get it right away from that. <laughs> this is one of my most favorite Piggy moments of all time, too. Like, just how she just laughs it off and, and then immediately turns away. Like, her, her dramatic turn back. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, now let's get yeah. down to business. Perfect. <laughs> also, Kermit is a little yeah. naive there. He should have figured this out by now because Gonzo is sitting in the congregation. He's not dressed as a minister. He's... Well, and and also Gonzo played one of his groomsmen. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> so he he's, should have he's known. Just got, he just got out of an amnestic state. I mean, give him some slack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. It's like right before they went on, <laughs> he remembered who he was and what the show was. I mean, perhaps even um, only in this moment does he remember that it was supposed to be Gonzo. Right, right. That's probably oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's but, an interesting thought. Yeah. But in the in the storybook, I don't know, Ryan. I don't know if this is in the the script or in the comic. Uh, but I know in the storybook there is a moment where Gonzo tells Kermit that they replaced him with an actual minister. Oh, you know, I think it is in the comic. I don't have it in front of me right now. I forgot to look, but yes, I think that's right. I think it is in the comic book. Yeah. So it was definitely in the script at some stage. Yeah, it must have been. Or maybe they even mm-hmm. filmed it and cut it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but like we said, it, we don't need it. So right. Yeah. If they cut it, it makes sense. I do wish as I didn't, I might be wrong. There might be something out there in my research on this. I have never seen an interview with Cyril Jenkins. I would just like to hear what his experience on the movie was. It, he looks like he's, Happy to be there. Happy to be officiating this wedding between Froggy and Piggy. But um, I would have liked to yeah, hear his... Froggy. His, yeah, he's no longer with us, sadly, but I, I would have liked to hear his perspective on filming this. Yeah, because right. watching it, yeah. watching it, you know, so closely and seeing this clip multiple times, he, he looks just so joyful being there. Yeah, he looks really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he looks very happy indeed as he asks Piggy... If she takes Kermit. Uh, and Piggy, of course, says yes. Like, it feels like immediately, but it's also paced for maximum effect. Absolutely. Where, like, she holds it, like, just long enough that, like, we're, we're wondering if she's going to. <laughs> she's being dramatic. Th- yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. like, we know that she's, like, there's no doubt that Piggy is going to say yes. Of por- <laughs> yeah, of course Piggy is. Right. Um, but then, in a nice touch, we do get Rolf crying in the audience right after. <laughs> yeah, it's Ralph crying and sniffling and Fozzie shushing him, which kind of feels <laughs> like it should be the other way around, but it's funny. It's charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that, though, because it's one of those, like, in the moment, it's never who you expect. Yeah, right, right. Right. <laughs> right? It's, 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 it's Mary Richards laughing at Chuckles the Clown's funeral. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, Ralph certainly has a softer side, sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know Ralph's Ralph's been there since their first date, right? I mean, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he, he had consoled Kermit, you know, way back in the Muppet movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I by, do love by multiple versions of of continuity because he also <laughs> in this movie he went to college with them, so he must have been around for that too. <laughs> yeah, huh? And in Great Muppet Caper, he's on the bus. Uh, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's been there for every version of their first date. That's right. <laughs> That's um, why he's one, so sad. <laughs> exactly. One thing about the the wording of the vows I wanted to bring up. <laughs> the question Dr. Jenkins asks is, do you, Piggy, take this frog? And she says, I do. 
which is what people always say when they get married on TV and in movies. My dad is a United Methodist minister. And every time that comes up in a movie or TV show, he points out that in the Methodist liturgy, at least, it's not I do, it's I will. So the question is like, will mm-hmm. you take this person? Will you do this? Will you do that? And then you say, I will. So I guess there are different denominations that do it different ways. There must be some denominations that do I do instead of I will, because that's the version that's made it into the popular consciousness. But uh, that's that. Just, it just makes me wonder what denomination is this wedding of Kermit and Piggy? <laughs> right. Although it's one of those things too, where like, I don't know. I feel like most weddings I've been to, have like I don't feel like I hear Wagner's bridal chorus at weddings in real life ever. You hear right. Pachelbel's canon in D at weddings, you know? Oh, Pachelbel's canon, t- I've heard, yeah. Right, yeah. In real life, it's Pachelbel's canon, but like on TV, it's always the the Wagner, you know, dum yes. dum de dum thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever heard that at a wedding in my lifetime. Uh, I don't yeah, think I, don't, I have. I, I definitely have it in an actual wedding, not a, a TV yeah. movie wedding. Right. What about so um, the, what's the the other thing things, you the recessional you always hear on on TV? I, I can't think of it now. I, I don't know. Oh, da 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 da. Like I don't think I've heard that at a real wedding either. I think that played at my wedding actually. Oh, nice. Oh, is that right? Yeah my um my grandfather is a Lutheran minister was retired now and he actually married us and um. I don't remember if we said I do or I will, (laughs) Um, but I do distinctly remember that he's very traditional and I wanted this song playing when I walked down the aisle or at some point during the ceremony and he declined. He said that no way Um, (laughs) would he allow that to play during the actual ceremony. You wanted which song? He'll make me happy. Oh, that's too bad. So we played it at the cake cutting. Oh, good, good. You got got in there. And they were on that were our cake, our cake topper was Kermit and Piggy. Oh, yeah, nice. my uh, my cake topper was Gonzo and Camilla. So. <laughs> Mine was um, Amy Pond and Rory from Doctor Who. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, we had just been like we Aww. were on a big Doctor Who kick at the time, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys have kind of an Amy and Rory esque relationship. That it's was very yeah. We that's kind of what we were thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Love nice. it. Um, I don't think I knew that. Oh, well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm learning new things about you here on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but so what happens in this movie? Uh, then Dr. Cyril Jenkins says, do you, Froggy, take this pig to be your lawful wedded wife until you die? <laughs> Which until you die feels like twisting the knife. It's well, like, it, we seems, know- <laughs> it seems dramatic until you realize that it's there so that it can rhyme with Kermit saying, well, I. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. But it also feels like we know Kermit's going to hesitate because we yes. know Kermit. And then it's like, it's like, you've got to make this decision and you don't get to go back. <laughs> <laughs> what else could they have used that rhymes with I? <laughs> um. Do you take this pig to be your lawful wedded wife? Uh, in the sty? In the, in the yeah, sty. Good. <laughs> and then Piggy just like karate chops him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that would have yeah, that would have broken the mood, but I like it. <laughs> but 
but yeah, as, as Ryan said, then Kermit says, well, I, and then Dr. Jenkins has to ask him again, do you, <laughs> which, uh, is funny, like uh, kind of funny, but then Kermit gulps and then we see like the whole audience lean in. Oh, they are say. so, yeah, they don't know what's going to happen next. Right. And we see what, what I love is that we see in order the old ladies, the Jerry and the Atrix, and then <laughs> frogs pigs and then the core Muppet show gang, mm-hmm. which is like, which is like the four most important subgroups of Muppets, I guess. This way. Start with the old ladies. Yes. And they all are just on the edge of their seat. Yeah. Have you seen the, uh, these interviews that uh, Gene Shalit did on the today show back in the day with uh, Jim Henson and Kermit? No. When this movie came out, um, they're on YouTube. I'll, I'll link to them in the show notes. It's, it's, they're fun interviews. Um, when he's interviewing Gene, um, when he's interviewing Kermit, Gene Shalit keeps asking him about this wedding, and Kermit <laughs> keeps saying he doesn't want to talk about it. And like, let's let's talk about other. There's there's a lot of other stuff in the movie to talk about, <laughs> and he keeps asking. And eventually, Kermit says, "Gene, how's your sex life?" So like, <laughs> it's a very entertaining interview. <laughs> he's like, "You can't ask me these questions. Like, what? What? Have, see how you like it, Gene? How's your sex life? It's very funny." Um, I love. I love that thing Jim Henson did with Kermit where he would just be annoyed during interviews. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good a well, really good point of view for Kermit. Well, and um, it's something that like like I don't think Steve Whitmire or Matt Vogel could do. Like I feel like they both probably have felt like they would not be allowed to do it or like it would be frowned upon. Right. To give Kermit too think, much attitude. I, I, right. I think if either of them does it, I it it would be like, well, that's not Kermit. Yeah. But anything Jim Henson did was Kermit, so it's fine. It just was. You know? Yeah, that's it. But yeah. um, at one point, they show a clip of this scene. They show the minister asking Kermit if he takes Piggy and Kermit hesitating. And then they do a freeze frame, and on the screen it says, will he or won't he? <laughs> oh, so. Well, that, that that was on the Merv Griffin Show interview, too, I know. Oh, that same clip? Yeah, that okay. exact thing. Yeah, yeah they're because really... I've seen that one. Yeah, they were really pushing this wedding thing. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get they wanted to get butts in the seats, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> Got to go see Kermit and Piggy's wedding at the movie theater. Right, see if it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, you can't see that on the Muppet Show. No, but uh, so then Kermit does in fact say, "I do," <sighs> and then uh, Doctor Jenkins says, "Because you share a love so big." <laughs> I now pronounce you frog and pig. Very, very good. <laughs> and the place goes nuts. The place goes bananas. And that's where we stop. Like we'll, we'll, we'll see the rest of that bananas cheering next week. But uh, that's, that's where we end. That's the end of this clip. So. Like well, I said, I w- it's. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Kristen, please. I was going to say the two things that I noticed that in being able to watch this, you know, multiple times and focusing in on different things was that Fozzie like breathes a sigh of relief mm-hmm. right after he says I do, which is just so cute. <laughs> nah, buddy. And Uncle Traveling Matt moves himself into the shot. He moves oh. himself around her big veil to like give this sassy look. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yes, he does. I did not notice moves- that. <laughs> I don't know if he's sitting next to Beth or another bear, but he 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 moves his body to to come around the veil i wonder if that's a puppeteer just being like oh maybe i can get my puppet in this shot (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that I gotta go back and double check for that. But yeah, I do love the idea that traveling Matt is just like, mm, what is this? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure that I, I'm on the thing. You know? Yes, he doesn't the, know what movies are, but day. he wants to be in one. Right. Yes. Right. That does sound like him, though. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like this one-eyed creature was. <laughs> Yeah, looking at everyone, and I wanted to make sure that it looked at me. <laughs> That's I pretty good. Know. That's pretty good. The other you, day, you do a, there it is. I was going to say you do a much better traveling That's, mat imitation. I mean, it. it's not it's not an impression of his I, voice. It's just the inflection of that one thing that he often says. I thought Dave Goals was on the podcast. Yes, he sure did. So there you go. Um, but yeah, that's great. Traveling Matt rules. I'm so glad he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. Am. If I think that I might have been very upset as a child if he wasn't, because mm. I remember as a kid, um, so we had HBO throughout my whole life, and so all the HBO Henson productions like Emmett Otter and Fraggle Rock, they were totally my jam growing up. And I remember when the earlier part of the scene happens and they're showing the Sesame Street cast, I sat there as a child and thought, where are the Fraggles? They they should be here. Like if, if Sesame Street gets to be here, where are the Fraggles? And so I was very excited that Uncle Traveling Matt was on brand in the audience, uh, but still a little bit better that the rest of the Fraggles were not invited to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, this is a little off topic, I guess, but how, how did you feel when they met Kermit and Robin in uh, Muppet Family Christmas then? Do you know that I have actually later. never seen Muppet Family Christmas? Oh, you, you gotta, you gotta see it. It's, it's the I know. I, I feel like a very like bad Muppet fan. That well, never but, where is it but, available? But, I mean, I. It's a, well, it's it's not legally. It's on YouTube. I mean, in pretty good quality. Last I checked, anyways. Um, but uh, you know, I can. I would be glad to send you a, a copy of the DVD that I have. That would For be real. amazing. Would, yeah. <laughs> Because um, I don't think then, I don't but, think that was actually on HBO. Right. Yeah, it was on NBC when it first aired. And then it was it re re-aired a couple of times, but like not that many. And yeah, because of the various rights issues, it's it hasn't been uh, available on video for years and years. Like right. and even when it was, there were several VHS, songs that were yeah. cut. Yeah. Um, but it's my favorite Muppet thing ever made. I think it's oh. I'm yeah. just I'm excited for you to experience <laughs> it for the first time. That's the thing. And and spoiler, Kermit and Robin meet some fraggles. That's that's yes. right. I'm I'm fine with that. That's that's like um being teased that there's a wedding at the end of this movie on yeah. the reference show. I mean <laughs> Right, right. Oh man. Okay. So we should probably close this episode in the usual way though. Does anyone do either of you have any thoughts? Uh, before we close on these two minutes or I guess the movie in general, Kirsten, if you want to, but you go ahead. Um, no, I think that, um, you know, the, the earlier part of the song was just so exciting to see the different people attending the wedding and, you know, just being able to see the Kuzbanians there. And I think this was just a wonderful conclusion to the, to the, to the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Great. And anything else to add? Yeah, I have a few things that I found when I was uh, looking stuff up uh, for this podcast, just about how big a deal, again, how, how big a deal this wedding was um, for the movie and the promotion for the movie. Uh, there was an article by Nan Robertson of the New York Times News Service on July 13th, 1984, 
Uh, Frank Oz was asked if Kermit and Piggy were really getting married, and he said, We're dropping hints, but we really want to keep it a secret. But he did tell them that there was a real minister playing the minister. Um, many months before that, uh, months before the movie came out, the uh, syndicated columnist Liz Smith, who was a gossip columnist, uh, wrote a column where she reported that she had heard from a source that Kermit and Piggy were getting married in their next movie. But then later, there's a there's a later column by her where she issues a correction and says, there is indeed a major production number involving a wedding scene, but Kermit and Miss Piggy won't actually marry. Which is really interesting and makes me wonder if maybe she heard from the Henson people that she wasn't supposed to <laughs> reveal that information yet. I don't know. But that's very interesting. Um, yeah. And then she also went on to say, I think it's probably for the best that the twosome keep romance alive, but nothing serious. Just imagine what their children would look like. Uh, that's funny, because since then we've seen their hypothetical children <laughs> a couple times in Muppet Christmas Carol and uh, Muppets Must Wanted. Uh, in the June 2nd, 1984 edition of the Coshocton, Ohio Tribune, <laughs> education reporter... Okay. Yeah, education reporter Kathy Alt wrote an opinion piece where she expressed why she thought Kermit and Piggy should not get married. She said, Kermit and Piggy are at their best when they are at odds with each other, like Sam and Diane from Cheers, which is interesting because that's relatively early in the run of Cheers. Uh, her yeah. second reason was that she didn't like Piggy, and her third reason was that she herself had a crush on Kermit from oh. watching him on TV all these years, and she does not want to share him with Piggy. So, sorry. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's very, it's adorable, yeah. So, sorry, Kathy yeah. Alt. I, I don't know if she went to see the new movie. I, I hope she was able to, uh, you know, to get through it. But, she's, actually, um, she's actually married to Constantine. <laughs> but he hasn't told her that he's actually oh man yeah he's still using guacamole all the time <laughs> wow that's, oh, no. that's great if kathy alt is still out there we'd love to hear from her uh Absolutely. and then and then after the movie came out there was this big question over whether it was real whether they were actually married now um, in the Wilmington, Delaware Morning News, uh, they talked about a preview screening of the film in New York, uh, followed by a press conference in which Piggy reminded Kermit that he had said, I do, in the ceremony. But Kermit said, no, no, that was just, I was going by the script in the movie. I just said the line that was written for me in the script. Uh, it also said in that article, uh, Kermit also argued that the couple never got a blood test before the marriage. But Piggy insisted the Constitution allows pigs and frogs to waive such requirements. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that was that, you know, Jim and Frank scripted beforehand. It's it's funny, but it also sounds yeah, like something that they might have just come up with, you know, spontaneously at this uh, at this press conference. Um, but yeah, you can already tell, like, this is the beginning. Well, I guess they're already sick of getting questions all the time about Kermit and Piggy's <laughs> relationship. But this right. is like, yeah, now it's going to be every interview from now on, you know, Kermit, are you married to Piggy? Piggy, are you married to Kermit? So they're, they're <laughs> definitely getting sick of it by this point. Um, and then one more interview I found from the Patterson, New Jersey news Frank Oz noted that Kermit and Piggy are not currently living together. 
since the the making of the movie, but he uh, deflected the question of whether they were married and told the reporter that uh, he the reporter would have to ask Kermit personally. <laughs> so there you go. So many people wanted huh. wanted to know. It was they were the hottest celebrity couple of the time. Everybody <laughs> wanted to know what was going on with them. <laughs> That it's is the wedding incredible. of the thank year. It, yes, yes. Isn't this exciting? Isn't it exciting? Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for finding all that, Ryan. That rules. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, Kristen, before we go, we like to ask our guests two questions. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie and, and what's your history with it? And I get that's one and a half questions. And uh, also, where would you rank it among the Muppet movies? So I thought a lot about these questions. I've had lots of time to prepare. Um, the so the first time I saw it, I I know I saw this in the theater. I don't have specific memories of it, and I will tell you it is because there is a debate in my family about what was the first movie I saw in the theater. Because my dad, until he's blue in the face, will say it was this movie, and you know. But I definitively remember seeing the Smurfs and the Magic Flute in the theaters, and I know that was my first theater movie. And, Hmm. you know, says he has no recollection of that. (laughs) Did that come out around the same time? That came out in 83. Oh, okay. So if I saw it in the theater, it had to have been before this one. It would have been earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that I, I definitely saw this one in the theater. This was the first Muppet movie I saw in the theater. And then of course, all the, (laughs) the, the funny thing is, is that I never saw the, um, the, the way that I saw the Muppet movie originally was we had a, off CBS Betamax recording and there were commercials in it. And so I had to fast forward through the commercials every time. And around that time that it was on TV, there were these awful action figures that look like bugs. And I cannot remember them a few years ago. Somebody that I followed on Twitter, like was like, do you remember these toys? And (laughs) yeah, I remember them specifically because there was a commercial for them at every commercial break on our recording of the Muppet movie. They weren't army ants, were they? No, they were like that was they, a... they think they I think that they used insectoid or something in the name. Hmm. And it was back in the day with the toy commercials in the eighties were just the best. We Oh they, yeah, they that like that was like a golden movie. age for action figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So I'll I'll look it up later and I'm gonna figure it out, but was I'll it, let you guys know. Was it was it Sectars? It might have been. It might have been. Um, the, the, it's just like a man with antennae coming out of his head. Is that look right? <laughs> yes, that's actually what it, that's what I recall. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that one one of them may have had like pincers coming out of the head as well. Instead of looking oh, like antennas, right? it looked like actual pincers. Yeah. <laughs> so they were yeah, like half, those were. half human, half insect uh, yes. warriors. <laughs> but man, I will forever associate them with the Muppet movie. I mean. That's really funny. <laughs> That's, I love that. That's, That's like I when I see a Charlie Brown Christmas, I'm always expecting to hear uh, brought to you by York Peppermint Patty. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the the version that I had taped off TV had like several commercials for York Peppermint Patty because that was the sponsor of that broadcast. So, so I had Kelly Brown Christmas taped off TV also with York Peppermint Patty commercials. Oh. But but I wonder if we had the same year. 1987 is what I had, and I know that because there was an ad for this this week's episode of Kate and Alley and Frank's Place. <laughs> And I only, <laughs> I remember two things, which is 
um, Jane Curtin putting her head through a wreath and saying, only $29.95. And wow. the, the like old cook character from Frank's place, like looking very grumpy and saying, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I thought that that was an episode about a guy who was actually Santa Claus. And uh, I really wanted to see it. Yeah. Wow. So do you, do you remember those? Maybe you had an, you're, you're few years old. Maybe yours was old, I, earlier too. Yeah, my, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's the one, but you know, it's possible my parents still have that VHS tape, so I could go <laughs> looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think my parents still have the Betamax tapes, <laughs> but we oh, don't wow. have a Betamax player anymore. Maybe they threw them out. I don't know. But um, yeah. they were on the top shelf. Never Ending Story was another one of them. Oh, yeah. We had that taped off <laughs> somewhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So your other question about uh, where it falls. Um, mm-hmm. So I put it. I, I've been listening to what other people's had. People have had to people's. People's is people's. Um, <laughs> what your other guests have all said into where it falls, and it seems like most people either it's like a love it or hate it type thing. There, it's either near the top or it's you know it's even lesser than some of the more recent productions. So, I feel similarly about the original three Muppet movies as I do about the Indiana Jones movies, where for the like objectively speaking, the best quality Indiana Jones movie is Raiders. I mean, just all around thinking about cinematography, acting, directorial choices. But the one that I like the most that I would watch again and again is Crusade, Last Crusade. I mean, I just, that's the most fun for me. Sure. You know, that's my favorite, actually, of the Indiana Jones. And I feel that way about Muppets Take Manhattan. Like, Muppets Take Manhattan, compared to the Muppet movie and Great Muppet Keeper, it's, it's not the same. I don't know. They're 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 better. They're like objectively speaking better. But I have just such a love of this movie and it's the one that I would want to watch again and again. It's where when we listen to that Muppets Mayhem and More CD, like those are the songs on there that that I like the most. <laughs> I'm singing along to. That's the 25th so, anniversary compilation from the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I think it's for a variety of reasons. Like I grew up on um on Eastern Pennsylvania. And so half of my television stations were Philly and half of them were New York. And so I'd constantly be seeing the New York skyline and things going in New York and uh, yeah. um, the cats at the winter garden theater. I don't know how many times I saw <laughs> that commercial and like the music haunts me still to this day. Um, but <laughs> Manhattan was like a, it was like a tangible thing. It was still not where I was from, but it was close enough that it's like, Oh my gosh, the Muppets are close. Like they're, they would be here. Whereas yeah. in the Muppet movie right. at that point, yeah, at that point in my life, like I hadn't been mid the Midwest or the West. I've never, I went to London as an adult, but you know, Manhattan, that was something real to me. And um, it was magical. <laughs> Aww. And I um I would probably say that my lifelong love of Broadway might have stemmed from this movie. Um but well, uh, this movie and that cats commercial, apparently. Right. <laughs> yes. But although the cats commercial is kind of disturbing. If 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 you were to watch it, it there was like it was the the trash can or tire going up into the air at the end and you know Sure, yeah. Well cats I never I never saw a cat. Yeah, cats is just generally kind of disturbing, so <laughs> right. But this was this was yeah. like a movie, and um, <laughs> and the other the other part of it is that so I love Muppets Most Wanted. Um, I would have to say that's my four, and um, but what happened after this movie? I mean, because it's this is the last Muppet movie until well, Karma changes, and 
I became a disillusioned Muppet fan in the 90s. And I, uh, I don't share the same level of love that people seem to have for the Christmas Carol. I, I like it. And mm-hmm. as an adult, sure. I do enjoy it very much. But, um, you know, 30 years before hashtags, that's hashtag not my Kermit. And um, <laughs> I, I really struggled in the 90s with, uh, with the Muppet movies because they just, Kermit, Frank, Frank Oz, Jim Henson, they were my childhood. Having HBO and all those productions and loving Fraggle Rock and um, I love them in the Jim Henson Hour. I mean, to not <laughs> to get too maudlin, but I vividly remember sitting in the waiting room for my orthodontist appointment and seeing the Time magazine with Kermit hugging the director's chair. Or it's life. Yeah. It was life. It's life magazine. Life magazine, yeah. And I cried at my orthodontist's office. Uh-huh. And oh. I like for me, that was like the end of an era. And I, I really did struggle for a long time with um with Muppet Productions after that because it wasn't the same. Jim Henson wasn't involved. And it took me a while to come back, come back into the fold of of uh, of, of the Muppet community. Hmm. Um, sure. But uh, but I, I did eventually. It was actually the Palisades action figures that that brought me back. Ooh, <laughs> no kidding! That's great. I love that. <laughs> I drove all around New England to various Newberry comics. You know, this is before we could search for the the stock and see if they had things. Yeah, and I knew I knew that Newberry comics ca- like had the action figures and the playsets, and so I drove like all over to find them. And um, it was like a quest at the time, and then it brought me back. Yeah, it was such a different time. I, I would get most of mine at Electronics Boutique, but then if they <laughs> didn't have the one that I was going there to look for, it was like, all right, where am I going to go next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Newberry Comic bought- and, and ta- Target was where I got mine. Mm. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. I bought only three, and I bought them all at Suncoast Video. <laughs> awesome. And it was Statler, Waldorf, and the Newsman. That's an eclectic mix. Why why did yeah. you decide to get the newsman? Well, so as I I may have mentioned on this I don't show know, you before, probably have. I was the most popular columnist in my local newspaper when I was in high school. Right. The old people loved to read my humor columns. Right. It, what, this was not you're it. not talking about a high school newspaper. You're talking about a no. local newspaper that everyone in town read and you were the, the right, columnist. The, Right. Yes, this was when I was in high school in my very small town of 750 people. You were the Kathy. You were the Kathy the, Alt of your town. <laughs> I was the Kathy Alt. Like of my Kathy town. Alt in um, Coshocken, um, Ohio. Right, but I was syndicated. I was in the county paper out of Mayville, North Dakota, too. That is I was wow. in two papers. That's great. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> that's my that's my peak of my achievement. <laughs> my high school column that that the senior citizens loved. Um, but so like that was. Though that was all part of like my high school journalism class, though. So I was like Mr. Journalism guy. So I had to get the news man. Right. <laughs> that was Mr. Right. Journalism guy. Sure. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, that was such that's, right. people don't understand that these days. It's so easy to buy things off of eBay. I mean, there was eBay back then, but I mean it wasn't yeah, the same. Yeah. Like it was so exciting when I would like I Newberry Comics. Or maybe it was maybe it was Suncoast. I have the variant of um, Marvin Suggs and the Muppaphone in his silver outfit, <laughs> and I felt like, oh, oh wow, I've got that variant. Like, oh, that's that's good. And so it it really, you know, it's it, my shelf. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it invigorated my love of the Muppets. And, yeah. Uh, and I recently, by the way, got Janice. 
she was the one member that I wanted, and I, I broke down and I got her off. Uh, see, I, I had I was missing lips for a while, and now the only one that I, I ever wanted that I don't have still is pops. But someday I'll get pops. <laughs> I I have faith that you will. Yes. <laughs> You can find it on eBay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah, they're very you'll, expensive, you'll but I'll yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I and I guess as long as you're talking about it, I should say that I do have a few more now because uh, our friend David Bukema gave me some that he didn't want, which was uh, s- stepping out Fozzie hmm. and uh, Invisible Beaker. <laughs> and your these are like your kids play with these, right? My kids play with them. Yeah. yeah my kids play with great. all those. All newsman. My newsman doesn't have glasses anymore. Oh. <laughs> he can't even read the news. Oh, he's he wears contacts. Um, he can still see. Right. I, I hope so. I hope so. Does but he have eyeballs? I, the newsman has little squinty eyeballs. Oh, he, has okay, like, okay, very, right. he has like he has like prominent eyelids with like okay. tiny little eyeballs in Yeah, and in, in the first season of the Muppet Show, aren't there a few where he's not wearing the glasses and he just has the squinty right, eyes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's what I have. Season one. It's, yes. Um so hardcore that I have a season one. All my all my I should get Palisades, Droop, Hilda, Mildred, oh, George the Janitor. Is there a George? There is George, right? No, there was no George Maybe the not? Janitor no. action figure. No. I wish. No, there was Beauregard. Yes. I have yeah, Beauregard. Right. They could have made Beauregard and he could have come with the same mop, but I mean they, they could <laughs> yeah, have made George. Yeah, come with the George. same mop that Beauregard well, came with. I, I always like to imagine that George retired or died. <laughs> and that's when Beauregard took over because they never say that, but it sure feels like that's the case. Yeah, well, I, I think we can say he retired because then he still shows up. Like the the puppet of George still shows up in the background and a few sketches and musical numbers. That's right, right. He's yeah, and he's in Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, yes, yes, wearing a wig, he, right? He's wearing a wig, and he has a line, and it's Frank, like yeah. sounding like <laughs> basically sounding like George the Janitor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I like guess to we imagine... should probably go ahead. Okay. Beauregard's one of my favorite characters. And so when I found him, I remember as the, pa- the Palisades action figure was like the, cru- the jewel of my collection at the time. Um, I imagined Aww. Beauregard just so desperately wanted to be part of the show that like George dropped the mop and Beauregard was just there and he picked it up and then <laughs> nobody hired him. He, he, he didn't really get a, he's not officially employed. He's just wanted to be there. And this is why he's like still there when they show up in the Muppets. 2011. Yeah. <laughs> that, which is He's such a great waiting. joke. Man, that's a good joke. <laughs> that's, that's the best. <laughs> My daughter's birthday is actually the opening day of the Muppets. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Like, wow. Same, same year and everything? <laughs> same year and everything. You'll never forget wow, the release that's, date. I'll never, I'll never forget the release yeah. date. Because <laughs> that's great. Birthday. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> and um, Most Wanted should... was the first movie we took her to. Aww. That's great. So I hope she um, remembers that. Maybe she'll be doing this podcast, you know, years and years down the line with Muppets Most Wanted. And yes. Talk about that. Well, she, yeah, she knows it's not a Smurfs movie, at least. So. <laughs> yeah. So although, have her yeah, as a guest when that comes out. You know, years oh, yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> right, although Smurfs The Lost Village is what, 2017? Plausible? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anyways, we should probably end the show. So, okay. Uh, Kristen, it, it has been a delight to have you here. But that's it for today. So listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. We have a Patreon now, so you can support us there if you feel so moved to do. Please do. Um, And, of course, you can always email us your thoughts about 1980s action figure commercials or anything else (laughs) 
at moving right along at toughpigs.com. Thank you to Stacy Rosen for writing our theme music and to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe, and on Letterboxd, you can follow Ryan at Movies Are Neat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. All right, Kristen, where, if anywhere, can our listeners find you and your work online? So my friend and I, who lives in Canada, we have a shared Instagram account called Rocket Hates. And it's kind of um, a Uncle Traveling Matt-esque account where um, it's a little action figure of Rocket Raccoon. And he goes on adventures and um, he's like a disgruntled version of Uncle Traveling Matt because he has a very sour expression. And so it's about taking him places and finding things that he hates. <laughs> Aww. But I have, of, I have a lot of Muppets action figures. So you'll notice like things will, things will pop up. And our, our most popular post ever was with the Swedish chef. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I see you have him with uh, Funko Pop Jim Henson in <laughs> yes. front of the Storyteller soundtrack. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> But the, the, the right. chef one is I'm quite I'm quite fond of the chef. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yes. so much for and having me. What a thrill. And listeners, if you are so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all of the guests at your wedding to listen to <laughs> Moving Right Along. We'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. I do.